Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Connie, and the reading that Pat chose for us today is Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 22. That's a bit lengthy, so I'm not going to read it in full here. But right away in verses 12 and 13, we'll see the parallel to our Roman study. Those two verses say, Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenant of a promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you were brought near through the blood of Christ. So it very much parallels, um, very much supports addresses the same thing that Paul wrote about in Romans, which was acknowledging that Jewish and Gentile Christians were still struggling with divisions among them. And Paul very much wanted them to understand that they were no longer, they could no longer be divided because of what Christ had done um, to bring them together. So this is the same message that Paul shares in Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Philippians, Colossians. It is a message of unity, that they were, that we are united in Christ. Christian unity is based on a common salvation and a common glory. So while today's passage supports or echoes what we've been studying in Romans, I think it also expands on the idea of the church community. Peter did a good job on Sunday of talking about what keeps us divided, pride, comparing ourselves, and then also the truth that Christ sacrificed to do away with those divisions. We've studied that there was divisions among the early Christians, and like I said, Paul addressed unity in so many of his letters to the early church And we know his message still applies today. We understand from our studies that there are no longer supposed to be divisions because Christ is the unifier. Our verse uh, 14 today says, Christ broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. He abolished the hostility between groups. So let's go a bit further and talk about for what purpose Um, did he do those things? The church is a collection of individuals joined with other individuals through history. We are fellow citizens with the saints, verse 19 tells us, and we are part of God's household with God. We are with God. And while the apostles and prophets started the structure, and that's in verse 20, we continue it. So there's there's a unity over time not just talking about unity now among believers. Verses 20 also says Christ is the cornerstone. A building isn't going to stand without a strong foundation or if the individual stones are not aligned with the cornerstone. It is one thing as individuals to be living for Christ, seeking his will, striving to help grow his kingdom, but it's in the coming together that really glorifies God. Here's an illustration. I'm sure you have seen what is called a kern. A kern is a mound of rocks or stones that mark or memorialize a place. And 
A, a pyramid or a pile of stones can be secure, but for this illustration, I'm thinking of the decorative kerns that people make out of, you know, one single stone on top of another, tall little narrow uh, stack of stones, carefully balanced uh, one on another. And they tend to reflect calm and peace or harmony and balance because to make one, you need to be moving slowly and carefully so that the rocks don't topple over. And they're just a creation that when they're displayed, they just show this, this peaceful, balanced strength. So if you can picture that, um, you can see how this could be our individual Christian lives. We can have the firm foundation, which you need to start your kern. Um, you can have the firm foundation of Christ, and you can start to build. And your right, your, your right rocks, so to speak, could be your worshiping on Sunday or your Bible reading during the week or you're doing service for others. And you can build this beautiful tower and we can feel at peace and um, we can feel we're doing the right thing and it's very nice. We can be living the individual Christian life. But now if you, if you take that image and you picture several individual kerns lined up on the foundation of a, of a building, say a house, that could look beautiful, but they're not really serving a bigger purpose of building a full structure. Because obviously you can't place anything on them. They, they can't hold that. Um, you can't put like a door or window or anything between them or around them because they need to you know, maintain their little structure and have space around them. So they can't be unified for a greater purpose. Now, God's word provides much guidance on how to live an individual life, but God's word also through the teachings of Jesus and through Paul's messages spends a lot of time on unity among believers. So it must be important. We witness as individuals, but the church also witnesses as a body and we don't witness well as a church if we're not unified. I like how the commentary of the NIV Study Bible says it. God lives in us and shows himself to a watching world through us. People can see that God is love and that Christ is Lord as we live in harmony with each other and in accordance with God's word. Let me close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you for your love and your patience with us. Forgive us when our pride gets in the way of unity with other believers. Help us to maintain an awareness of the importance of joining together to show a unifying purpose to a non-believing world so that we best shine your light and show your love and glory to a world that so desperately needs you. Thank you that we are part of your household of faith. Thank you for Christ, our cornerstone. May we align with him each day to continue to partner with you to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.